0: Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit GroupExperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or any other platform, thanks so much for tuning in. You can also find the show on GroupExperience.com, the official home of the podcast. For today's episode, I'm joined by Hannah Smentkowski, a travel blogger and adventure lover from the West Coast. On her website, hannahunbound.com, you'll find travel pictures and blog posts. And today we'll be chatting about one of her blogs that highlights six bucket list experiences that visitors can do in Colorado. As always, be sure to check the show notes for a link to the featured blog. During our chat, I learned so much about the thrills adventures and some uniquely Colorado sites that you won't want to miss if you're visiting the Centennial State. I can't wait to explore the places that Hannah talks about, so let's get to my interview with Hannah to learn more about six unique Colorado bucket list experiences. Hannah, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you?
1: I'm doing so good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great and it's uh, always awesome to talk travel with guests and this week is no different. So Hannah, before we dive into your list of the most unique Colorado bucket list experiences, I wanna ask you about the uniqueness of Colorado and its outdoor experiences overall. What about Colorado captures people's attention when they visit and what makes it such a sought after travel destination?
1: Yeah, so I believe people come to Colorado because of the landscape. It is all about the outdoors, and I think people come around to explore the mountains, whether it's hiking, camping, backpacking, fly fishing, anything you could possibly think of outdoors, Colorado has it, and I think that's what people come for.
0: And you put together this awesome list of Colorado experiences, and and the first unique Colorado bucket list experience that you write about is Cave of the Winds in Manitou Springs, which looks super fun, Tell me more about Cave of the Winds and what you can do in that area.
1: So, yeah, the Cave of the Winds is a super cool adventure park. It is, as you said, in Manitou Springs, just outside of Colorado Springs. Um, And this park is set right on the edge of a huge canyon. Um, It's Williams Canyon. And at this park, they have tons of cool rides where – you can either zip line over the Canyon or my favorite, which is the terror dactyl ride. And on this ride is the scariest thing. Um, so you sit next to someone else and they strap you down, they tilt you parallel to the Canyon floor, and then drop you 200 feet into the air, down into the Canyon. And you swing across about two or three times and talk about a thrill ride. So much fun. The pterodactyl, I highly recommend that ride.
0: Is that one of the most scariest things you've ever done in your life, would you say?
1: Well, as we go along this list, you'll see there's a lot of scary, fun rides to Colorado that uh, they probably rival each other in their scary factor. So also, they have, uh, because it's called Cave of the Winds. they do have a couple caves there where you can do a little uh, exploring. They have a couple tours. Um, I wasn't able to do them while I was there, but I hear they're pretty cool.
0: Right on. Now, if there's only one of something, then it surely has to be unique. And Colorado has America's only mountaintop theme park, which is Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. I read they have the highest roller coaster in the U.S., but what else can you do there?
1: So... Yeah, Glenward Caverns Adventure Park. Um, Yeah, one of the only mountaintop adventure parks in the US. And what makes this place so unique is that because it's at the top of a mountain, you have to take a gondola to get to this theme park. Um, And once you get to the top, you have the choice of that the tallest roller coaster. Um, They have a swing that goes out over the side of the mountain and back. Uh, a zip line across the mountain, and a plunge ride that takes you into the heart of the mountain and back up. That one is super scary. Um, And lastly, they also have an Alpine coaster, which is like the classic old school toboggan ride where you go down the side of the mountain and you kind of control how fast you're going. That one was super fun. I felt like a little kid on that one. That was a real treat.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So, so far we're two bucket list items in and there's a lot of thrills to be had and so many more to come. Um, In addition to the highest roller coaster, Colorado has the highest suspension bridge, the Royal Gorge Bridge and Park, which looks absolutely stunning in the picture on your blog. Um, It sounds like you had a great time when you stopped there. Tell me about your experience and can you talk about some of the native wildlife you happened to see when you were there?
1: Yeah, the Royal Gorge Bridge is a huge, huge, huge suspension bridge going across the uh, Royal Gorge. Um, So today they have a whole park built around this where you can find another super cool thrill ride called a sky coaster. Um, This is a ride that is another swing that pulls you back up a hundred feet and then drops you just over the edge of the canyon. Another super scary ride that probably rivals the pterodactyl on the the fear factor but um you can also go across the gorge they have a gondola that takes you across and you can zip line or walk the bridge across this huge gorge um but besides this park area where the bridge is you can also take the royal gorge route railroad which goes into the canyon uh you'll go right next to the arkansas river It's a beautiful train ride. Um, And this is where we saw all our wildlife. There were deer. We saw maybe 10 bighorn sheep. They look super epic on the cliff walls. It is a beautiful ride. And I feel like if you wanna really round out your day, I would start at the bridge park and then end your day on the railroad.
0: And can you maybe touch on like, what what kind of views are you gonna see when you're up there on the bridge or at the park? Like what, what kind of views do you have?
1: yeah so at the top of the park if you're looking above the canyon um it's open vistas with mountains uh in the background surrounding and then when you're actually on the bridge you can look straight down into the canyon you get to see the arkansas river um you'll see the train tracks down there and it is oh it's like hundreds of thousands of feet below it's actually kind of intimidating but so beautiful
0: Now, next on your list, you mentioned the historic Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad in Durango, Colorado, which is described by many people as one of, if not the most beautiful train rides in the country. Can you tell me more about the railroad and some of the nearby stops you can make if you decide to ride the train?
1: Yeah, so on the Durango and Silverton Railroad, um, one of the most beautiful train rides in the entire country, you'll see epic mountain views. One of the most popular times to go is in fall. That people know in Colorado in fall, the Aspens are all yellow and orange, super gorgeous. Um, It is a nine hour train ride. So it's very long, um, going between the towns of Durango and Silverton. So Durango is a bigger town, adventure spot where people go hiking and off-roading. But Silverton is a cute little mining town That looks like it never left the 1800s they got wooden buildings and saloons and dirt roads super quaint little place to stop love silverton Um, but one really cool thing about this train is in between the two towns if you're really lucky you can get a ticket to go backpacking the only way to get to this backpacking trail is by taking this train Um, so i tried to get a ticket for this about a month and a half in advance and they were already sold out so make sure you get either your regular train ticket or this backpacking ticket well in advance
0: i guess did you do you know about when is a good time to recommend people look into this like two months out three months out or even six months out a year out i don't know how this works but do you have any indication of how long it might take to get that backpacking backpacking ticket
1: Yeah. So if you're wanting to do the backpacking pass, I would say the most popular times to do it will be um, mid to late July into September, because that's when the mountains are more thought out. So I would say if you're looking for that popular season, you're going to want to start in probably like March or so. So like coming up soon, you have to plan well ahead, like six months or so in advance.
0: So, I love scenic drives, and I'm sure Colorado has plenty of beautiful drives, but in your blog, you go to the southwestern part of the state to talk about the San Juan Skyway and Million Dollar Highway. What made this scenic drive jump out to you, and what can what kind of views can people expect on that drive?
1: Yeah, the uh, San Juan Skyway and Million Dollar Highway uh, actually kind of blew my mind how beautiful they were. So. To kind of explain how they work together, the San Juan Skyway is a loop drive that goes around the southwestern part of Colorado. And the Million Dollar Highway is just one portion of that loop, Um, also known as US Highway 550. It goes between Durango and Telluride. And on this ride, you will see everything you've wanted to see in Colorado. You'll see waterfalls and mountains and wildflowers and animals. It is just a beautiful drive, but be warned, um, if you're the driver, do not be looking around. You must keep your eyes on the road. This is a very treacherous road. If you're not used to mountain driving, uh, like in Colorado, um, you're going to want to stay focused and make sure you look up the weather before you go, because some of the turns, there's cliff ledges, there's places where it gets a little dodgy so make sure you're well prepared to pull off uh to take your pictures and look around because it's absolutely worth it
0: and you might have mentioned this but are there a lot of good uh, places to pull off to the side to take pictures to rest for a second if you need or just kind of pull over and gather yourself are there some good stopping points along the way
1: yes they do have tons of pull up spots so they know you're going to want to pull off um And also a lot of these pull off spots that it's like a, a spot of an attraction, like you'll see a waterfall and such like that there. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Now, the last thing you mentioned looks so incredibly cool to me. I know the next time I visit Colorado, I'll be stopping here to take some pictures. It's the Bishop Castle in Rye, Colorado. Can you talk a little bit about the history of the castle? Can you describe its appearance for the listeners out there? And can you explain what visitors can do if they stop by?
1: so the bishop castle is one of the weirdest things you can possibly see in colorado Um, it was built by only one man like actually one guy his name is jim bishop he started building this castle uh back in 1969 when he was just trying to build a small house for him and his wife and they got married and then eventually, he just made it a little bigger and a little weirder and added a turret and then added <laughs> a courtyard, and now it is the huge, strange bishop castle it is today. Um, so to describe it is almost impossible, but I'll give it my best shot. Um, so this castle has like like five or six turrets, and you can go up a spiral staircase into each turret. One has a like metal globe on it. Um, the front of the castle has a dragon's mouth. Uh, there's uh, the whole thing is cobblestone, and there's a big cathedral in the middle with stained glass windows. It is anything you can imagine a castle could be, it is, but it is a little sketchy. Again, made by one man who was not always very mechanically inclined. Um, so. <laughs> When you go up it, the whole thing shakes a little bit. Um, it's a little it's a little precarious, um, so be careful if you do visit. But, yeah, basically the whole point of the castle is to just show up and marvel at its strangeness. And it is one roadside attraction you do not want to miss in Colorado because it is just that unique.
0: So is it actually an attraction or is it more of like a site? Like, do people actually work there and... and- kind of do you pay an entrance fee or is it something where you just kind of show up and take pictures
1: so it's something where you show up and take pictures the guy who made it jim bishop he purposely made it free so that anyone of any economic status he wanted anyone to come and just see his castle he does take donations and they do have a little store like on the side where you can buy like t-shirts and stuff but otherwise it's just something he made for everyone to come and see
0: very cool. So the blog we're covering today is available on your website, hannahunbound.com, which I would love to learn more about. Uh, when did you decide to launch your website and what type of travel content is available on your site?
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, so I launched my website about a year and a half ago. Um, I do mostly outdoor adventures, uh, hiking, backpacking, do a lot of landscape photography and such. So. Um, right now I do a lot of Colorado and California. So if you're into one of those locations, check it out.
0: Cool. And in addition to your website, of course, you're on social media. Where can listeners go to follow you and your travel adventures?
1: So I am on Instagram and Facebook at Hannah Unbound. And of course, my website, HannahUnbound.com, where if you sign up, you can get a free camping checklist. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about Colorado and some of the amazing bucket list experiences someone can do there. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. And I loved learning about Colorado.
1: No, thank you so much. This was great.
0: A big DBE thank you to Hannah. Make sure to check the show notes for the link to her website where you can find many fantastic articles about her adventures, travel, and more. And be sure to follow Hannah on social media at Hannah Unbound. The DBE podcast is powered by Group Experience. You can actually listen to the show right on groupexperience.com or you can find DBE wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that is all I've got for now. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a fabulous day, and I will talk to you soon.